Welcome back to another episode of All Villa No Filler. We'll talk about late heartbreak for the Villa as Trent Alexander-Arnold scores a late winner for Liverpool. We'll also continue our Perfect 10 feature. Today it's time to rate Esri Consa's season out of 10. And we'll of course have the back in time quiz where the ultimate winner gets a free Nando's courtesy of the losers. But before we get into all that, let's check in with the other two lifelong villains joining me on the show. Firstly, Roisin Mendonca, how have you been? All good, George. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you very much. And uh, Frankie Maguire, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, George. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Frankie, I'll start with you this week. How, how have you been keeping the past few days? Uh, yeah, not too bad. I've um, been doing a lot of interviews this week, actually, for the podcast. We spoke to uh, Hannah Pinnock, a... Uh, Strongly recommend you check out her work. She writes a lot for 7500 for Holt, to Holt, sorry, um, about the Villa women's team. Um, really knowledgeable about how the Villa women's team performed this season. It's been a bit of a struggle despite some big investment, but strongly recommend you listen to Hannah and what she told us about the team and where it's going. Uh, and also about women's football in general. It was a really interesting chat. And then also I spoke to uh, a man that we know from The Athletic, uh, Tom Burrows, a big Liverpool fan. He predicted they'd get back on track this week, and uh, unfortunately, he was proven correct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I listened to both of those shows. They, they, they were, they were, they were very good, Frankie. Um, and uh, you know, well done. I think, I think, um, yeah, Burrows was 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 right on the money, wasn't he? Uh, unfortunately, when it came to uh, today's result, you predicted <laughs> a draw, and um, we were seconds away from achieving that. But um, never mind, uh, Rasheen, are you well? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I, I kind of sent you guys earlier a, a screenshot of, of this random magazine. That my, uh, as context, what happens is you watch the football with my dad or you go to my dad's house, to his garden, whatever it might be, and you you know you have to talk about Aston Villa and then he kind of disappears into the loft or to the study or just a random (laughs) corner of the house and he comes out with something from kind of you know 40 50 years ago that he got you know at some random third division Villa match so we were just kind of having a conversation and he appears with yeah have a look at this All right, Dad, what is it? Uh, 100th anniversary uh, Villa magazine, £1.20, 1974. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. So you have, then you have to kind of read it. But actually, it went through the first 100 years of Villa. I was reading this article about when Villa um, kind of formed. And I don't, I don't know how true this story is, but a bunch of lads coming back from the chapel. Um, and your sport was seen as a good way, good, I don't know, something spiritual. I don't know how the lads spirits on, work. Lads on, lads on tour coming back from the chapel, all were in a cricket team. And sadly, we're going to have to disband for the winter because you can't play cricket in the winter, of course. Yeah. Um, thought, how on earth will we stick together over the winter? Decide to form a football team, get it sorted, play their first match. And again, I don't know how reliable this is. I might just be kind of spurring the fake news um well frankie was there she was there frankie so you can confirm (laughs) it said in this it said in this (laughs) magazine that the first the first half of villa's first game was a rugby match and was played with a rugby ball and then villa decided no we have to get our football now change their formation put a keeper in goal and then the second half was a football match and that was how we started yeah 
That does ring that a bell. Is, it, it was, is that the case? Is that I how it was, Frankie? Well, at the time, I was very concerned about what was going on over in Prussia and all the German market. <laughs> yeah, but, but, um, but no, yeah, I um, yeah, it's that does uh, that does ring a bell. That story. We were yeah. a cricket team. Probably. I thought. I didn't we play with the rugby ball in the first half against Leeds of the Le Park in the early, <laughs> early club season? It felt, it felt that way, <laughs> yeah. didn't it? Um, <laughs> there are a few matches this season where we might as well have played with a rugby ball. Yeah. <laughs> might have had more luck. Um, oh, no. Anyway, it was an in- interesting article. Yeah, There's always fascinating. something. Yeah. Anyway, how are you, George? You all right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Pretty. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. As I said, you know, I was listening to the um, to the shows this week, uh, which were which were very entertaining. I think particularly, you know, Tom Burrows. He's 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 quite a character, isn't he? He's, he's a friend from uni who's gone on to work to work <laughs> Athletic. Does very well for for them, to be fair. But he's a he's he's one of those half and half fans. He's from Oxford, so he supports Oxford United as much as he supports Liverpool. And I don't know I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel about those uh, <laughs> half and half type. And you're a massive yeah. Cardiff City fan now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I think you got to you got to nail your flag to one post, as far as I'm concerned. And, and that and that post is firmly currently. the rugby post. <laughs> yeah. Philippa. <laughs> yeah definitely definitely uh, right so let's um oh, let's 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 chat about it then so it finished uh, liverpool 2 villa 1 um would you call that a frustrating loss then Yoshi? a frustrating loss but i think unlike a lot of games over the last couple of months a fun game of football to watch i know that i shouldn't be happy but i actually was interested and excited for 90 minutes um, and I don't know if that's because we played particularly good football, um, but there were moments that were really fantastic. Like Ollie Watkins is at it now, isn't he? Yeah. He, you know, the, this season he's you've seen that he's potentially a fantastic player, um, but people speak about his work off the ball more than they speak about his his goals. And he's a, he's centre forward, um, but he seems to be, uh, you know. One goal per match now. He's at it. His first touch is good, um, and he's kind of he's getting them in. And I love to see that, um, which is really really great. Um, completely the reverse with Ross Barkley. He's lost his confidence, hasn't he? That what was it? That minute before they scored, um, yeah. where he kind of took it up. You thought earlier in the season you would have been kind of pumped for him to to do something with that, and he just seems to have lost his confidence. Um, so there were great moments, but there were also moments where you thought, mm, what a shame. Mm. Um, I, I do think the scoreline was probably fair. Um, frustrating, yes, because we could have won it and we probably would have won it if Greedish was there, which we've, we've mentioned enough times. Um, but, you know, they had that offside. They had the Ming- <laughs> Tyrone Mings mistake again. They, they missed that. I think if you're a Liverpool fan, you're probably thinking it's a... It's a fair result, maybe. Um, but yeah, there were there were good things there. I like McGinn in more of an attacking role. Mm. Um, Nick Amber and, and Douglas Luiz are fine holding it there. Um, I think McGinn, you know, he's he's proved himself on the international stage, and he and he he can do things at the Villa, and he's a player that when he's on it, you know, there, there, there's magic to be had there. Um, so there were positive moments. I think the kind of the biggest worry for me is the injuries are coming thick and fast. Mm, George, yeah, you, you mentioned that we hadn't had many injuries, but I think you jinxed it. Mm, yeah, I did. Yeah, I think I might have done. Yeah, sorry, Aww. Dean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's. Um, I thought I thought Trezeguet had a really good game, by the way, um, which was very unfortunate for him. Um, he had that opportunity to score, uh, which came back off the post, didn't it? Uh, and then, a and then he had another open. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's. Um, 
Oh, yeah, you know he played. He played well. You know he, he works. He works so hard. I think he probably he lacks a little bit of quality. If we if we want to be a team that's going to be challenging for Europe, he's one of those players where you think you know we probably need an upgrade on 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 him. But I can't fault his um, his effort. He does work so hard, and I really hope that you know his injury isn't as bad as I is it, as it kind of looked. Um, so he 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 played well. Watkins back among the goals. Another positive. I thought Nakamba did his job well. Um, you know he's again. Fairly limited, I guess, but you know he's, he's he's not a bad player to have in front of the back four to do that kind of steady job of winning the ball back. Um, I think it probably was going to Liverpool away is always going to be a difficult game. I know Liverpool aren't in the best of form, but they've still got world class players, and playing at Anfield is always going to be tricky. But we that was I think our I would argue our best performance without Grealish, and it and it kind of did prove to me that we can get results without him, and so it's even more frustrating that we didn't today. Um, Frankie, I don't know how you how you feel about that, but but that was that was that was kind of what I took away from it a little bit. Uh, I really thought Liverpool were there for the taking. Um, they, you know, in the first half, I think we were sloppy. Um, we gave them a couple of chances they probably should have taken, and the VAR. I mean, we've meant, talked about it enough. Get rid of the lines; they don't work. Um, but uh, you know, we 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 pretty much burgled the first half, really. Uh, second half, again, Liverpool were on top and then they got that goal. Felt like a bit of an inevitability when it came. But then after that, actually, we were the better side, surprisingly. Um, I think Trezeguet uh, did well um, going forward and was unlucky not to score. And I was really gutted for him with the injury. I hope I hope he's okay. Um, Oli did a bit better. But, I mean, what I would say is that um, holding the ball up in the final third, we just... We just this has been a familiar problem since Grealish got injured is we don't, we can't seem to get anything going in the final third without Grealish when we play this formation. And so I wondered myself, I thought, yeah, is it, is it a chance for Keenan Davis to get on and cause some trouble for those two quite inexperienced centre-backs? That sounded like an episode of Sex in the City. I don't know if you boys are familiar with Sex in the City. When she's like, and that's when I wondered. <laughs> I am Kerry Bradshaw of this podcast, I'll have you know. I'm writing in my diary right now. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I thought it might be a game for Keenan. But, you know, in the end, we are, ultimately, we were unlucky to lose it with a late goal. But um, I think, as I've said before in the podcast, we are seeing the limitations of our squad. It's giving us a better idea of what needs to be improved, who needs to be perhaps replaced, just the, de- the added depth that we need because Liverpool are bringing on Thiago Alcantara, they're bringing on Sadio Mane and Jordan Shakiri, And that's the difference, isn't it? That's why they are where they are. And yeah, we, have, we just can't compete. It's squad depth-wise, we can't compete with that yet. No, no, no. And, and obviously the, the injuries that we're, we're getting, we can't, we can't basically kind of afford to have the injuries that we've had. Cash and Grealish, obviously, probably Trezeguet beyond today didn't look good. So... That's frustrating. I think with, with, the, with the goal, what frustrated me slightly was that there wasn't... I know it was the 90th minute, but we didn't really close that one down, did we? Yeah, they looked a bit tired. Um, they didn't realise the, the, the sort of danger of the situation. Trent had so much time to kind of get the ball, bring it down, move forward, pick a spot, shoot and score. Uh, and I was like, what, when, who is going to close? There were a there? lot of men there as well. Yeah, there were and a lot one of men. took ownership of that situation and that was, that was frustrating. I think, I think with the Davis situation, 
Smith was probably looking at it and thinking, you know, it's likely we'll have a point in the bag. I don't want to disrupt the formation. I don't want to risk conceding a goal, which we obviously did in the end. But I thought, you know, Liverpool were pressing for that second. And Davis is exactly the sort of player that you think we could bring on to, as you say, Frankie, like hold the ball up, like like keep keep possession. Because obviously if Liverpool don't have the ball, then they, they won't score. Um, so, yeah, I think... It's a, it's a frustrating one, uh, you know. Were, our, were, were the people we brought on in response to the injuries or do you think, do you think that disrupted our, our pattern? Or? Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think probably, uh, you know, Barkley came on and, and I think his, his entry to the field kind of disrupted things for us, unfortunately. As we were saying earlier, I don't think he's doing himself any favours when it comes to securing a, a move to us. No, he just looked like a man with no... He just didn't know. It was, it was like he was scared. He was mm. scared to, to try. And I think it's a bad combination of having had that injury, not having come back with a bang, not having come back with anything, and then losing your confidence and then and then being scared to try anything. And I think that's that's kind of been a shame to see that happen. As it happened with him, you know, it's happened with him at Everton, it's happened with him at Chelsea. And... And again, you know, it's a shame to see that this is a pattern. And I think that was it for him, really. Yeah, um, it, it did feel to me like Dean Smith looked at Barkley today and was like, you're from the Liverpool area. You're an Everton lad. Um, Gareth Southgate's in the crowd watching. You know, you're talking about England ambitions. Go and prove now this is your moment to go and do it. And it, it just like it just looked like a similar tale of recent games where yeah. you get the ball and you were like not confident that he was going to, that he himself would show confidence and yeah. distribute the ball well. And there were a couple of good touches here and there and all that. But, it, you know, the, the, when he got the ball just before they scored their second, close to their, to, you know, it was a good chance for us. And him mm. and Ramsey had that mix-up. And that was a case where he had to take control of that. That was mm. his moment. And he, he yeah. just didn't. And it, it summed up what's happened with him really since he, the COVID break, really. All Villa... No filler on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time again for this. The perfect ten. It's the perfect ten, which I'm hosting this week. This is a feature where two of us review the performances of each key Villa player so far this season and give them a score out of 10. This week, Frankie and Rasheen assess, as I mentioned, is concert. So I'll start with Frankie. Uh, what have you made of uh, concert so far this season? There's a reason I call him The Rock. This Esri The Rock concert laying the smack down on every single attacker who dares to come across him. Esri concert is the man. I have been raving about this guy. I've been a hype man. That's probably what I should do in my career, just hype up people. Like I, 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 I'm, I get carried away with hyperbole. I've been hyping him up since Project Restart. This man is clearly developing into, and he's already now very dangerously close to being a world-class player. I have been saying it, people have laughed at it, but I mean it. He is absolutely brilliant. Professional football right now does not have that many great centre backs. It, it, I mean, this this does sound like a um, a question you'd get tweeted from the Talk Sport account: Is Ezri Concer a world class defender? And then you just <laughs> wait for everybody to like bite and just you know. <laughs> uh, but 
So yeah, sorry, Frankie, go, go, go on with your gushing praise. Of <laughs> but yeah, but the, the Matt, he has been phenomenal. And the thing is, like, you know, professional football is not blessed with great centre-backs. This is not a generation of great centre-backs, I would argue, compared to previous generations. But he is looking like somebody who looks like from someone from the golden era of centre-backs, English centre-backs, a John Terry, a Sol Campbell, those kinds of players. He, he's so classy. He's so classy. When he gets on the ball, he plays like a midfielder, I think. I think he, he, ne- he distributes it very well, very calmly. And if you ask yourself a question, does he ever make a mistake? I honestly can't think of one. No one ever dribbles past him, or extremely rarely does. Up until January, I think he was the only defender in Europe who hadn't been dribbled past in the top five leagues. That's according to whoscored.com, right? Um, I believe with blocks, he's the fourth best centre-back in the country. And the fact is, if you think about it, very rarely does he have to make these dramatic big challenges because he reads the game so well he doesn't have to. He's already got to the ball. You know, you know what I, I, I notice with him is, is um, and, and all very good defenders do this, is he never, he never dives into tackles. Well, centre-backs mm. anyway. He never dives into tackles. He's, he's, positionally, he's always in the right position to take the ball from an offensive player. Um, and, and that I think shows great kind of maturity for someone who's still, who's still very young. Yeah. Uh, for a defender. And it, yeah, yeah, he, he, he never makes mistakes. There's a reason why we're the, one of the best defences in the country. And a massive part of it is him. He's been an incredible signing from Brentford, 11 million quid. Absolutely incredible. I was really worried when I was looking at Villa and thinking like, who would the big teams come in for and try and take at some point, maybe with big bids, Obviously, I back our board and I'm very hopeful we'll never, we won't lose players like we have in the past. But you never know. What if Chelsea came in with a really big bid for him? You know, it's tough. He's from London. Um, you could imagine a scenario where he might see that and think, Ooh, Champions League maybe with a team like that. But um, I think it, it's amazing we've got Esri Concert and I'm convinced he's going to be a starting centre-back for England. If he can maintain his form and if he can continue to improve, um, what an amazing future he has and uh, hopefully all with Aston Villa and personally I'd give him a obviously I think he's he's 23 so God only knows how good he'll be in three or four years time so I'm going to give him a nine and a half for this season nine and a half oh wow. I thought you were going to go with a perfect 10 Frankie nine and a half. Nine and a half. Uh, right well nine and a half out of ten Rasheen does he does he get that level of you know praise from you Absolutely. Thank God he's staying. He's a sensation. I don't know what I can say that Frankie hasn't already said. I'm just kind of looking at my little notes here and they're exactly the same as what Frankie said. Another player that Smith has nurtured, um, signed by him at various stages. Um, But his raw talent is incredible. It's not about, it's not, it's not a Dean Smith story here. It's Dean Smith has noticed something in him. Um, and Frankie was talking about, you can't get past him. I looked it up, 34, 34 blocks it was before, before today's match. Unbelievable. You cannot get past this guy. And I can think of mistakes that every single player has made in that kind of back four, back five, including, um, you know, the force Martinez. Um, you can think of those unfortunate handballs that Matty Cash has made or those kind of maybe late tackles that Matt Target's made. I mean, I, I don't know how long we've got with Tyron Mings. And, and Emmy Martinez occasionally, there might be the wrong position. And they are all phenomenal players. And then amongst them, you have this one young, young guy um, who has never 
put his foot wrong. Um, he's hardworking. Like Frank said, he reads the game so, so well. And he covers his partner. He covers his teammates. Um, when they do commit those errors and you need that trust at the back, he is a guy that you trust. If you've got him around you, you completely trust what he is doing. You're never kind of worried that he's going to make a mistake. And actually, what I've noticed this last season is he's growing in confidence, not only as a player, but as a leader as well. Mm -hmm, he's becoming yeah. more vocal. And yes, yeah. you've got Mings back, who is so commanding and he's so strong and he's such a good kind of captain um, when, you know, when Greedish isn't there. And even when Greedish is. Um, but actually, Esri Cons is coming into his own and he's not afraid to say, you shouldn't have done that or well done. Or he's, he, he's vocal and he's strong and he knows his game. Um, and you know what? I, I, I think I'm going to go with Frankie. I, I wanted to go with a perfect 10 for Esri Konza. I think he's that fantastic. Um, I kind of toned it down a little bit because he is young. Um, and I was going with a nine and a half as well. He ha he's, he's one of our, well, well, I don't know. Grealish is out and I'm sure that that's going to change what I say. But at the moment, he is our best player. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. Two nine point fives out of ten for Esri Concert. I mean, I, I, I personally, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with any of that. To be honest, um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because obviously, we signed him last year with, along with Bjorn Engels, and Engels was the started last season for us uh, alongside Mings. And I guess maybe Smith looked at Concert and thought he was twenty one, twenty two at the time. He's going to be the one who will take the place from 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 Engels in time. Um, but 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 you know Engels was obviously making a lot of mistakes and and so he so he came in sooner perhaps than he was anticipating but he hasn't looked back and he hasn't looked out of place um last season was probably a bit of a chastening uh, uh season for him to come in and 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 be part of that struggling team but this season he's just been an absolute monster yeah. hasn't he? Really and can I make one last point if I haven't said enough he's surely one of the guys who has had the most shots on target for us this season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, can't stop point. shooting. Yeah, um, he is everything you want in a player. Yeah, yeah. No, he is. I uh, I fully endorse all those comments. Uh, Esri, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so that's 9.5 out of 10 for Esri Concert. That was the perfect 10 and Esri the Rock concert comes in with an amazing 9.5. What a season that man has had. We'd like to hear what you've made of the Villa players so far this season. How would you rate them? You can email us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com or get in touch on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game now. It's um, Man City at home. <laughs> Hooray, a week on Wednesday. Um, Frankie, how do you think that one is going to play out? Oh, well, with City, you know, you never know. It could be a 6-0 or it could be a, a hard-fought draw. Or, you know, okay, so they lost today uh, to Leeds. It was a really surprising loss. And I actually thought they didn't look very good against Borussia Dortmund the other day. And Dortmund are in pretty bad form in... Germany so I'll be interested to see how they do away in Dortmund this coming week and if they if they lose that you never know like you know it could be set up that Villa have something to go at there you know maybe they've lost a bit of interest in this season or something but 
you know, ultimately it's Manchester City. They are the best team in the league. They're probably the best team in Europe. PSG and Bayern might have something to say about that. Um, so, you know, you, you take what you get with City, I think. Um, hopefully we can defend resolutely like we did at the Etihad earlier this season. Again, I, I hope we give Keane a run out in the next game. Maybe give him a bit of a a bit of something to think about. Um a run out, maybe not starting, but coming off the bench in the next game. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it's City, isn't it? You just you, you never really know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a free yeah, hit, isn't it? Well, you, well, yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you do know what you're going to get. You're going to get uh, they're going to get eighty percent possession. Yeah, as I said, it's a it's a free hit, isn't it? Um, so you know, whatever we get against Man City would be a bonus. Um, you know, Grealish isn't back until at least the Everton game, as Smith was saying. So, you know, he won't be there. Trezeguet, we don't know what the situation is with his injury today, whether he'll be fit enough to face Man City. So he's um, he's another doubt. Um, um, and yeah, Davis not featuring today was was a bit of a blow because he, he did have such an impact against Fulham. Um, that it's a shame that he didn't play today. But Trezeguet's injury might force Smith's hand and that might give him the opportunity to if not start, then, then at least come on against Man City, which would be nice to see. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, if Europe is, is, is probably beyond us. We're, we probably are likely to finish mid-table. Um, I, I, I do worry that we're going to be a little bit like Crystal Palace last season, where they went on that horrible run at the end of the season, where they didn't, they didn't um, obviously end up getting relegated, but they, um, they were kind of mid-table and then they had that massive slump in, in form and results. Uh, I really hope that doesn't happen to us. Um, but we shall see. Rasheen, how, how, how do you see it happening? Uh, I always say, so we've mentioned our friend Dan on this show before. I always remember Dan, we were watching a, a, some, some, I mean, he's a West Brom supporter, so I guess every match for him is like this, but he <laughs> described Man City as, you know, that kind of like that Watford game where they, they, I think it was a cup final or something, and they just don't, they score one, two, three, four, five, six, then they just, they don't stop, there's no mercy. And he described them as lions who just stalk injured antelope and they just, they just, there's no mercy at all. Is They just keep going. And at the moment with injuries, you know, you just think, oh God, what are they going to do? And you know, when they play like, I know they got beaten today and you know, you could argue they're there for the taking Jesus, you know, Leeds defender getting to against Man City. You think, okay, fantastic. But I just, I don't know. They they just they love they love to take more and more and more. And if mm. we have got a bit of an injured squad, you just think, oh no. Yeah. And you just, you just think they're, they're they're lost to Leeds. You're only going to kind of rile them up to get a get a win in their exactly next. Exactly right. The angry lion that, that you know wants some blood. Um, so I hope I pray, um, but. I they are they show no mercy um and and like you guys say I think it's just you take what you get <laughs> yeah I mean there's, there's there's no there's no there's no obviously there's no pressure on us we go into it fully expecting to be to be beaten um as I said I, I, I doubt Smith is now thinking about Europe if he ever was um so again that takes off the pressure of thinking about getting results you know it's just all about getting out there and just and just and just working hard and just seeing what happens but yeah it'll be um 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say. Really um, looking forward I'll to that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's the Back in Time quiz where we'll take a journey back in time to see how much Frankie and George really know about the mighty villa. As ever, we're playing for the Townsend Trophy, named after Aston Villa legend Andy Townsend. Whoever wins the quiz takes hold of the trophy. And by the end of the season, as I'm sure you all know already, um, whoever has won the title the most times wins a free Nando's. The catch being that the losers have to buy it for them. Um, now, who came away victorious the last time you both played? George. Was it, was it, it me? George, you're on a bit of a streak, aren't you? Um, so let's see, Frankie, if you can't get that, get that trophy back today and get one step closer to your beloved wild herb sauce that we haven't heard much about recently, actually. No, well, I've been on such a losing streak. Yeah. I've been on a losing streak, so, you know, um, you know those yeah. you know those jabronis in wrestling who always lose in their little little speedos and they're always on they? <laughs> Oh, God. Actually, no, forget that mentally. Focus on the wild herb sauce, Frankie. Focus on the wild herb sauce. Now, um, Frankie, buzzer sounds, are you going for your classic Fenton? I'm going Fenton, yeah. Yeah, and George, who are you going with this week? I'm going to go for our Perfect Eleven stalwart, uh, Staunton, Steve Staunton. Okay, lovely. So we've got Fenton and Staunton. Um, now, I know we lost today, but we can't forget that 7-2 against the league champions, can we? Um, and uh, as much as as much as much we lost and as much as Tom in, the, in our rivalries episode wanted to forget that, um, mm. we cannot we cannot forget that we absolutely battered them. Um, so I've taken inspiration and I've gone with our biggest wins and losses this week. Okay. That's the theme. Um, so... Look, we start off in 2020. We absolutely have to um, with that 7-2. The pubs are back open, uh, but you must remain seated. Mask on to go to the toilet. Um, children have finally stopped dancing to Savage Love on TikTok. Um, and Villa beat the league champion 7-2. Um, new signing Watkins get new signing Watkins gets a hat trick. Um, but in the interview, how many did he think he should have gotten? Fenton. Go on, Frankie. Four, because he hit the crossbar. It's not four, Frankie. Oh, he didn't think he didn't think he should have gotten four. Thornton. George. I'm pretty sure he said five, didn't he? He did. He thought he should have got five. He got a hat trick against Liverpool, and he was disappointed because Ollie Watkins thought he should have got five goals. Well oh, done, George. No. Straight in. Uh, this is like that match, Frankie. Straight in with the one nil. How are you like, going to respond? I'm, well, I'm like, oh, God. I'm, as I say, I'm like those wrestlers who just lose all the time. That's what's <laughs> happened to me now. Welcome what, to my world. I'll bring that up, Frankie, because all I can think about is you and Speedos. So <laughs> let's, let's move oh, away God. from that and other people. <laughs> um, I like to think he's got his purple puffer on top, Speedos on bottom. <laughs> um, right, this one's uh, question number two is, is well, it's a guess of the year, actually. Um, so this is our worst League Cup defeat. And it was 6-1 against West Brom. 6-1 oh, against local rivals. Um, bit of solidarity with Chelsea on that one. <laughs> um, so actually this year, I'm going to give you a few clues, right? Um, this, this cup, 
um, kind of tie. West Brom did go on to be the finalists, um, but they lost to QPR. Um, the year that we played them, it was the first season that Arsenal, Spurs and Wolves played in the League Cup. Mm. It was the last year that Villa were to start in Division 1 before a disastrous footballing and financial period. Fenton. I think this is the 60s and I think it might be about 1966. The last clue, Frankie. Oh no. You helped you get there. Because it was the year England won the World Cup in 1966. I can't believe you got that. Wow. Frankie, that is very impressive. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. We played them in the second round. Like I said, they beat us 6 1. They went on to the final, but at least they didn't win. Well done, Frankie. Won. He's waving his speedos around his head. <laughs> <laughs> Delighted. Oh no, that is a This worse image needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> this image needs to go. Oh, burn Lord. it. Burn it. Never right, think okay, of it again. Moving swiftly on to question number three. It's 1995. This is the year that Michael Jackson got to Christmas number one with Earth Song, Greta Thunberg's favourite song. Um, Eric Cantona <laughs> uh, was sent off after assaulting a fan. Yeah. Um, ER, Friends and Father Ted all made a first appearance on British TV in this year. Um, so Villa actually had their record Premier League win in 95. Um, it was 7-1. Who Staunton? was it against? Staunton. Staunton. Uh, that was Wimbledon. It was Wimbledon. Yes. One own goal, three from Tommy Johnson, two from Dean Saunders and one from Dwight York. Yeah. I remember, well done. I remember following that on Teletext. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I remember following it and being like, what? As you've got your yeah. holiday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speedo's on. Play, play, played that. What was that? What was that game called? Yeah. There, was, there was a game on Teletext. It was called like, uh, it was called, oh, like. No, well, it was never going to be Beehive Bedlam, was it? If no, we're talking about television games, I think Beehive Bedlam, you know, wins on that front. Um, right, where are we? It's a two-one for George Frankie. Come on, George, you need to knock George off his pedestal. Um, we're going to 1892, Frankie. I know this is your year, so it's just unfair. remind it's remind the listeners yeah. what people were up to in 1892, Frankie. Uh, the cool. 1890s was Villa's golden generation, I think. Well, absolutely. Villa have been going almost 20 years. Um, they've had a solid few years in the league. Um, we record our, our record league win, actually, and we've never beaten it. Um, it was against Accrington, just Accrington. Um, what was the score? Oh, Staunton. I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, this is this is a complete guess. I think it has say, to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea what our what our fixture results are against Accrington. Um, uh, but I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna say ten one. It wasn't ten one. Let's see, let's see what Frankie's got. Maybe we'll go with the closest score here. Maybe this is a bit of a one where I should go with the closest one. Frankie, let's see what you got. It wasn't ten one. So the. This is our biggest league win ever. Actually, bizarrely, um, in my head I thought 11. um, And I was going to, this looks a bit sneaky if I go 11 once, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go, 
Oh. Go 11 if you want. Ele- <laughs> I'm not going to stop All right, 11-1. I'll go 11-1. I 11-1 to what game is in my head. It wasn't 11-1. It was 13-1. It was even better. Frankie. I should give that to Frankie, haven't you? You got to. I think I'll give him the point because I said I was going to go closest, didn't I? Frankie. Well done, Frankie. It was 13-1. It was against Accrington. And wow. we are at a 2-2. Um, it is all to play for oh, as we, we go, go to Christmas 2012. You know what is coming, boys. Um, it's the year that London has seen a thrilling Olympics. Um, the coalition government uh, is in power and the UK sadly goes into a double-dip recession. Oh, Not yeah. a good year for us. Um, <laughs> Villa lose 8-0 to Chelsea. Oh. We've got goals from Torres, David Luiz, Ivanovic, Lampard, Ramirez, Oscar, Hazard, Ramirez again. Which keeper let them all in? Fenton. Oh. <laughs> oh, he knows oh. it. I can see it in his eyes. Frankie, who was it? I'm really nervous now, I think it was Brad Guzan. Frankie. Oh, no. You got it right! Yes! I just remember him saving a penalty to stop it going. I think it was nine nil or something. Yeah, that was that was a humbling, humbling day. I, I you know what? I remember um, like because that was kind of a late afternoon kickoff. I was having some like like I was just knackered. I was having some siesta or whatever, and I remember falling asleep at two nil, waking up and checking the score, and then like refreshing it about four times. Just to be like, really? The dark days where I was going out with a blues fan in 2012. Oh, yeah. The Lazy jokes. Dude. I think he even bought a, bo- a box of After Eights for my mom. Oh, oh dear. Oh, we, yeah, we were. Um, I think that was the week we <laughs> lost George, eight nil. I did. <laughs> we lost. We lost eight nil to Chelsea. Then three days later, we lost four nil to Spurs at home. And then three days after that, a game I went to and the worst game I've ever been to. Lost three nil at home to Wigan, who ended up That's getting right. relegated, I think. But um, oh lord, not oh, a good was... day. But do you know what, Frankie, is a good day for you because you have come out on top, loving life, and you are taking the Townsend Trophy. Well done. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I have been your host, George Zelinski. See you next week, Rasheen. Bye-bye, George. Up the villa. Up the villa and uh, see you later, Frankie. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, Have a great week, George, and I'll see you soon. Cheers, Frankie. And it's goodbye from me. We'll return next week to review the Man City game. Uh, But until then, come on, you villa boys from Aston. (laughs) 